I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my blog, where it's both my pleasure and my mission to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you, giving you specific takeaway. All that way, your journey can be at least a little bit easier. Now, before I fully dive into things, though, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So, let's get into this. It's been a while, uh, and that's because, you know, just a lot going on, and truthfully, I wanted to, uh, you know, put a lot of thought into this and kind of everything that's been going on, and, and it just seemed easier to put out some of the other stuff that I've been putting out rather than do a vlog, which would have been longer and so forth. But anyway... So a couple of weeks worth of stuff to catch up on, right? So the the big aspect of it is um, my second feature film. You know, we in the time that I last did my vlog, we got to picture lock. And if you're unfamiliar with that, it's when the visuals, the timing of it is locked in, right? So nothing changes in that regard. Um, now... It can go to VFX. Uh, sound design can truly begin. Uh, you know, score can be f- finally finessed, color correction, and so forth. Right. So we're at, in terms of the whole making of the movie, we're at the end game part of it. Right. We're at the very tail end. So realistically, about a month, month and a half to do all those things. But um, but very exciting, you know and. Overall, that's thanks to the input of various people that took the time and watched the movie. You know, these are close friends. Um, these are people who supported the movie through Indiegogo. And as, as you know, in, in the tier, some of these people, um, they got the opportunity to be a test audience member, right? And so... You know, the version that they had seen was about 95 minutes, and the overall version that we ended up with is about 91 minutes, right? So, um, you know, we we helped clarify. We kind of shifted a couple of scenes to create a better flow. Um, so a lot of good things came out of that, um, you know. And it's very interesting in terms of, some of the responses you get, some um, because obviously people don't know what what you have filmed versus what you don't, and um, you know, so some of the some notes sometimes you know are completely uh, in opposition of what the movie's intent is, and you know, when when you're not trained in kind of feedback, then you can get some of those notes, but but it's good because you know it's an honest reaction sometimes. Um, but but overall, um, you know, any of that stuff was kind of like more nitpicks than anything else. Um, and overall, it was a positive sentiment for the movie, um, which is great. Which you know, they are people granted that uh, that have a goodwill for the movie. But you want those people on your side, right? So that's good to see. And you know, at the same time, it's amazing that as many people you know, enjoyed it, understood it, and so forth in its form because, you know, it didn't have color correction. 
the, the sound was all over the place. There's times where like my voice would pop in um, because we hadn't recorded certain lines um, and so forth. And so the fact that it was as enjoyable as it was for the majority of people, you know, is a good sign, right? Because it'll only get better once all those elements fall into place. And speaking of that, you know, uh, so we also completed ADR. So ADR stands for, um, uh, it, it basically means, um, you know, the dialogue replacement that you would have in any movie. And this, this is typical of every movie you see. Uh, sometimes it's because the original recording is, isn't as strong. Like, let's say you filmed in rain and there's just too much rain background. You want to get a cleaner version of it. Other times, you know, it could be for the simple fact of you want to change up a line of dialogue and, you know, clarify something or whatever, for whatever reason. Um, you know, generally it's when you see a reaction shot of somebody in a movie and you hear a line like that might be an opportunity to throw in a line of dialogue that didn't exist in the original script. Um, for us, you know, as always, like all movies, it was a combination of the both. And, you know, we went through... Luckily, our cast is not that big, so, you know, we had the opportunity to go through everyone that we needed lines from, and overall, uh, it, it was fun, you know. Um, sometimes it can be a hit-or-miss part of the process, Um in that, you know, you're literally trying to recreate a moment. So many times it can call, fall flat. Um, you know, it's a different skill set. Uh, it can also, you know, you're not there with the rest of the actors um, in that live environment. So, you, you know, there's a different different sense. Plus, you know, the, the, the big thing of ADR and why every movie tries to avoid doing as much of it as possible is because, you know, it, it, it always sounds better, um, just quality, uh, just meaning the tonal quality when it's in the actual environment that it's supposed to be in. Um, when recording in the studio booth, it can sound hollow and, and so forth. Well, the good news, as I see it and so forth, um, audio production is getting more sophisticated, um, and I mean like, you know, Pro Tools and and uh, Adobe Audition and so forth, and also with just like, um, you know, AI and so forth, that, that we can do a lot now, and, you know, I was telling the actors who, you know, have, let's say, a more traditional view of it to a degree of, you know, a person goes in the, in the booth and, you know, then generally it does can sort of bring down the movie um, because, again, it's not the same. The good news for us is, apart from the few lines that are completely new, um, everything else, you know, will be blended in with the production sound, right? And you're essentially just uh, cleaning up and elevating um, and combining the two as opposed to slotting in something completely different. Plus, the way, um, you know, we did it and that I think is allows for for more of the stuff and, and have deliver better quality um, is, you know, we filmed, we recorded the indoor stuff indoor in similar environments like we did at the time, and then the outdoor stuff outdoor in similar environments like 
like in the movie, uh, which creates a better reverb. It creates better, like just it matches better overall. It doesn't take you out. It doesn't feel hollow. It doesn't feel like like if if I showed you a clip of something that wasn't ADR and something that was within a movie. You know, you would be able to tell, if I really showed it to you, you would be able to tell. Now, in the moment, most audiences never know, right? And you want that, right? They're so engrossed in the movie and the story that that it all just flows and becomes seamless regardless of the actual quality of, of the audio in that sense, right? But but when you know what to pay attention to, you can spot it, right? Um Luckily now we're we're bridging that gap where people won't be able to spot it more and more, right? And so you know that's why I'm saying like uh, artificial intelligence restoration and and so forth. Like these are all just tools in the toolkit, and that's why I'm a big advocate of knowing the technical side as well as the creative, is because then it allows for this aspect. You know how to utilize these tools to bring about uh, what what the ideal scenario of what you're looking for, right? Um, and so that's really exciting, you know? Um, we and, and in a way, it's just, it was fun to see all the actors. It's fun to, like, go down memory lane. Um, in many ways, you're kind of, like, mocking the performance because you're literally just trying to, the, the more you can mimic it, the better, right? Um, but it becomes, like, this fun, silly exercise of literally just repeating yourself, right? Um, and so, yeah, and for me, from, from a recording standpoint, I had a, a Shure microphone, just a regular microphone, um, and then I had a Sennheiser uh, lav, and then I also recorded with another lav that was connected to an iPad, so essentially getting three different mics all at the same time, so that way, you know, whatever one sounded the best and matched the best, we had that tonal quality. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been fun in that way. Um, you know, the the not fun aspect is then taking these various recordings and lining it up. Um, I'm doing a lot of prep work so that way my sound designer um, can be focused on, you know, the sound design and doesn't have to organize this stuff it's it's all there for him to be able to utilize uh, because you know i don't want want to slow him down um and luckily you know sound design is also in progress like all all the rest of these things you know so far we have about 150 audio tracks and i'm i'm sure the number will probably hit like 200 maybe more if i had to guess we'll probably end up with like 250 give or take we'll see um but that's, you know, between the dialogue, the sound effects, the music, and everything else, right? The Foley. Um, but, yeah, it's exciting to now, you know, the, the, the ADR stuff, that was another kind of maker task for me where I had to, like, spend time doing it. And, you know, now, as I said, I have to line it all up. But now, really, the further we get into the latter stages of everything, the more I am in manager mode, right? Um hearing things, approving things, and so forth. And to that effect, you know, I've been working on the poster, which you know, for, for a little bit I, I was avoiding. Um, I mean, A, avoiding, but also, like, just 
I was doing so much other stuff in terms of ending the movie and you know my big role was getting us to picture lock so we can be at this phase of things because that's what I can do and um, so I was really just hyper focused on that as opposed to you know creating a poster now uh, through 99designs I'm creating a poster Uh, we came up with the title card um, a little bit ago as well for the movie, um, so that's exciting to be able to incorporate that in the movie as well as you know now on the poster. Um, and by the way, uh, what Nine Nine Designs is, if you're unfamiliar, is you can essentially what I like about it is you can hold a contest and various designers submit as part of this contest to try to win the award. And so you get a number of different designs and styles and you can kind of be like, ooh, you know, I like this. And you can start to then mix and match based on uh, styles that you see um, and, you know, ultimately pick a winner and you get revisions and so forth. So uh, through this process, like, um, there's there's two designs right now that, that I really like and, you know, trying to get them both to a place and really getting feedback of like, okay, which one works or um, most people, you know, which which one grabs them more. So, yeah, that's the that's been that, and also, you know, uh, there's both the score, but then within the movie itself, there's one particular sequence that requires like just a, a good dance song, like one that like as soon as you hear, you know, you you want to just get up and dance, and um, so for that. We always did it to Jay Baldwin's uh, Mi Gente, knowing that, like, we were never going to be able to use that song. But, like, in just in terms of dancing and energy for the performance of the actors, you know, that's what we kind of used as the reference. And so now it's been fun where uh, rather than... Because I, I went through so many music libraries, and, and I just got so upset at... Essentially, I would pick, like, high tempo and, you know all this stuff, energy, blah, 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 and try to do filtering to find a song that would work that was pre-existing so I can license it. And through these music libraries, none of it worked. It it was just like so, like nothing, it was so far off from being high energy. I was like, what, what is this? And it's not to disparage like sound libraries and whatever, but I just think I, I don't know. Perhaps I was looking for something way too specific, but I don't. I don't think so. It's just, you know, I, I think the more cinematic stuff, perhaps, like I think, is there and 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 whatnot. But but as far as like something that just makes you want to get up and dance and is like really cool song, it's just missing. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But so I was like, okay, well, it might just be easier to just create a song. Like, what would that look like? And and so. You know, I went through Upwork, um, which is another service. Um, this one's more uh, just in general freelancers, right? And so, you know, I kind of looked, you know, uh, went through and was looking for musicians in a style that I liked and found a couple and, uh, you know, basically reached out and said, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Like, is this of interest? And, you know, we, we talked and so forth. And I, I kind of tried out a couple of different things. Like I basically had two going, two people going at the same time. And while a little bit costly, right, you're kind of burning some money because you're only going to use one of the songs ultimately. But it was 
just good to have a point of comparison, you know? And so for me, I always create uh, incremental benchmarks. Um, so that way it's not like, okay, you know, here's half the money and then we're done type of thing. It's more like, okay, let's just create a small little like 10 second beat and, you know, let's create some lyrics, but, 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 right. And so that way they're still getting paid for the work, but they're not, you know, going above and beyond. And then you could start to see of like, okay, is this working for me? Is this not of like, Hey, you know what? Thank you. You got paid. Just we're going in a different direction. Right. And so right now we, um, I've settled on this, uh, this one song and, uh, while not final, uh, it's, it sounded really good. And I sent a couple of people like, Oh wow, you, you made that. And I was like, well, you know, I didn't, I'm obviously not the singer and stuff like that, but, but yes, I did produce it and it's been, it's been fun to like be able to be part of that process because music isn't generally my thing. Uh, and you know, this is like from start to finish being part of the process of like, okay, you know, Hey, let's for this, you know, at this second, let's tweet this, boom, 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 you know, let's, let's change up the lyric here. And it's, it's been a fun process to, to be a part of and learn. And, and I think it's going to be, a, it, it's a really good song, you know? So, uh, that's, that's very exciting, you know? Um, all the while through this, uh, you know, I've also been working on just final revisions for updating my Master Mental Fortitude book. Um, not exactly sure when that'll come out, but um, but I gave the final sort of, you know, came back to me with all the updates that I had, like, wanted and, uh, you know, went through everything, make, make, make sure the layout was, was, you know, what it needed to be and so forth. And, yeah, so we're at the final stages of that, so I can't wait to, to discuss that. Um. And yeah, you know, so that's kind of overall sort of the long and short of it all. Um, you know, the other thing um, that I would like to talk about is Churchill has this quote that says, um, success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. And I bring that up because, you know, I've talked about the the driving force of like getting things done, you know, having just a good deadline for me has been the Cannes Film Festival. Um, it's always been a dream festival. And so I've talked, you know, on, on this vlog multiple times about how, you know, we were always acting as if we had gotten in. So that way, when the time came, when the festival started, we would be ready. Well, they made an announcement and, and unfortunately we were not part of that. Now, it doesn't diminish the quality of what we have by any stretch. You know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's the premier festival of the world uh, among like Sundance and uh, Toronto and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it was always going to be a long shot, especially with, you know, no disrespect to me or anyone else. You know, we're not uh, named people, right? And if you look at the lineup of of movies, you know, you have out of competition, but still you have like a movie like Top Gun Maverick. And it's very interesting to kind of observe that because it's a, it's just very telling the state of the industry, right? You know, for in many ways, um, I could see why Khan would want that movie because it, it brings in such notoriety, right? Um, on the other hand, I could see why 
Tom Cruise and, and the filmmakers want that movie at Cannes just to, you know, because it garners press. And um, it's like, well, why does Top Gun and Tom Cruise need press in that regard? Well, because, you know, you look at a movie like Michael Bay's Ambulance and that demon scratched $10 million opening weekend. And so it's like, damn, that's, if you're not an IP, which Top Gun technically is, but it's been 30 years, you know, um, it's hard to, and we're, we're in a post-pandemic era. So, so it's interesting, you know, you, uh, for the movie, yeah, they want to get as much coverage for it as possible. So I understand that, you know, and when you're a festival like Khan or any other festival, right? I imagine like there, there's going to be a lot of movies this, this year as I see it because a lot of filmmakers probably held out on film festival submissions during the pandemic and now like you're going to get this wave. And so it's it's going to be a very competitive time um, just in general. And, you know, for me, I never see that as negative. Um, like I said, to me, it doesn't diminish the quality and there's multiple paths um, that this movie has for itself and uh, all of them are being explored by me Uh, and if nothing else one of the things that I learned really with the Cannes Film Festival and just reiterated to me was just advocating um, on on your own behalf and Chloe agrees with me and what I mean by this is you you know many times you just send off the movie um, you can write a cover letter or something like that but um but that's really it, right? And the problem is, you know, a lot of these festivals, they just get so inundated with submissions that the sad fact of the matter is most, most of the movies don't even get seen, right? And so knowing this sort of fact, I don't know, and it wasn't, it wasn't too late in the process, but, um, you know, I just decided like, let me, you know, a week before the official announcement, because I didn't know like when they actually made their selection or when they would let us know necessarily. Um, but I was like, let me just give them a call and, you know, just at, and basically say like, hey, if you, if you haven't yet seen my movie, just watch 20 minutes of it. If you enjoy it, keep going. If not, then don't select it, right? And, you know, I've been doing French on Duolingo um, for a number of years now. And so I was like, all right, it's also a good chance for me to practice my French. So I called them up. And yeah, they they um, they were nice. They were generous, and they said, "Yeah, um, uh, we." They let me know that it wasn't selected, but it's not because of the quality. Um, you know, it's just they had all these other you know movies with. Uh, I mean, they're premiering a Cronenberg movie, right? And I mean, if you look at everybody that's made the Cannes Film Festival, they're like Oscar-winning directors, are like Cannes darlings, and you know, inter- international darlings, and so forth. But they said, yeah, so it has nothing to do with the quality of it. Um, it's more so just the nature of the thing. And I was like, okay, well, I appreciate you at least having watched it, right? And and in that mind, yeah, it just, it just clicked of like, yeah, there's nothing. No one really tells you or teaches you. Like, just, just interact with these people and really call them up. Don't be a nuisance, but in a friendly, positive, simple way. Just like, hey, I'm just calling on behalf of this movie, just would like to know and um, see, see what the status is. And if you haven't yet watched it, like, please do, please do. Um, and yeah, so that, that, that sort of reiterated that aspect for me. And, um, 
you know, any filmmaker or friend that I know, I'm like, yeah, do that. Why not? Um, and at the same time, you know, as this is all happening, I'm looking at uh, potential distributors, you know, being a little bit, you know, with my first movie, I was just kind of figuring out the lay of the land now. Um, I mean, not that obviously, like, to a degree, I knew some of it, but like, I'm more of the technical side. And, the, and when it comes to the releasing and so forth, it's, you know, especially like that was that was during a pandemic, so that was that was unknown, right? Now this is we're, we're relatively more back to the traditional side of things, and obviously the landscape has changed because you know movies and, and theaters, uh, how the business operates is, is vastly different now. But you know, in general, I never looked at this movie as a theatrical run. Um, I always looked at it as a streaming play, and so you know, what are the distributors out there? And that could do it. So, you know, in that sense, I always like to have two parallel paths going at the same time and, and trying to, you know, not necessarily acting upon it, but at least like research-wise, let's say, right? And so these are the various things now that I'm more in a manager mode I can start to do, right? As opposed to, you know, sitting behind the computer editing the thing, right? Um, so that's all exciting. And, you know, I'm back to writing as well. Uh I've been, you know, my second novel, I, it, it was an excuse and it wasn't, you know, like I said, I want, I needed to be hyper-focused on the aspect of, of making this movie, especially under the notion that we were going to get into con, like it was going to be a very tight deadline. Now that we're not, it's a blessing and a curse, like, that, A, we're not in the con film festival because it would have been amazing, but we do get a little bit more breathing room to finesse, uh, you know, and, and the people that are doing this stuff, right, the, the, the sound designer, the, the composer, uh, the colorist, and everybody else, um, the VFX um, artist, we can all collectively just, um, you know, just deliver, you know, in that sense, a better product, right? So, so yeah, that's, that's exciting in that sense, and we're pushing forward, so looking forward to that, and, and all that to say was, you know, I was not focused on writing. Um, and even though there was time, it just, again, I, I just wanted really to focus on the movie, even if I was just kind of like laying in bed and watching TV for, you know, 45 minutes or whatever, instead of, you know, forcing myself to write. Um, but now that I'm in manager mode, yeah, there's no real excuse for me not to and, and get back into it. And... You know, it can be hard when, when you've sort of been away from it, the writing process for a while, but it really is the aspect of, it's also, people don't, people forget, like, writing is also a physical thing, and so even just the act of, like, sitting down, and let's say an hour a day, like, regardless of what you do, like, I, for, I forget who it is, but they say, like, even just write your name, if you're getting, like, just your body will get used to it. Your mind eventually will be like, okay, cool. I'm sitting down here. I, I The point is to write this story. Um, I've been just writing my name. So, okay, physically we're here, whatever. So why argue against type of thing? I don't know. It's, it, it's both a mental as well as a physical thing. Um, and you got to get back into it, right? The, there's no like, oh, okay, you know, not feeling like writing today. I'll do it tomorrow. Like, no, the, the way to overcome that is to just do it like anything else, right? It's like if you just start going to the gym, the best way to do that is to, not when you feel like it, but just just do it, right? 
So yeah, that's kind of uh, the long and short of where we are um, in this uh, creatively. Uh, lots, lots going on, lots of things to be excited for. So I'll keep you updated as things continue. But overall, as far as the movie, it, in a month, month and a half, it should be done. And then, you know, uh, it just depends on what festivals we decide to play um, that also are willing to have us, you know. Because um, that's the other thing, you know, sometimes, like, there might be, there's certain festivals we apply to and just the nature of it, right? You get certain uh, notification back earlier than others. But, um, you know, the, the the bigger ones want sort of exclusivity and premiere status. And so it's like, okay, if that happens, then you have to, like, in a sense, withdraw from certain other ones because that would negate your premiere status, right? Um, which is which is fine. The only downside of that is, you know, some of these bigger festivals, you know, they're not for a little bit. They're not till, like, September, October-ish, right? Um, and, of course, selfishly, I want people to see the movie the next day after it's completed type of thing. So, you know, um, there's there's a bit of patience that goes into it. Not just on my part, um, but obviously the actors and so forth. You know, I'm sure they want to that work out there to be as well. Um, but you know, um, it's all a balancing act, and so we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. But nonetheless, it's exciting, and I'm excited for it. Uh, thank you for taking the time to tune in. I certainly appreciate you. If you have any thoughts or questions, by all means, ask away down in the comments section or hit me up on social media at Phil Svitek. Would love to converse with you. Likewise, uh, you know, through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash philsvitek. That's an opportunity for us to have more direct interactions. Um, if you can't afford my coaching directly, um, it's a way for us to interact there. And yeah, um, take, you know, me be able to help you out um, in the ways that you need. Also, you know, I've been mentioning the stuff that I've, got going on and created all that stuff is linked to down below so if you want to support any of that um, you know my first movies out you know I got books out things like that so supporting that stuff helps support this because by doing that I learned various lessons and I can share them with you and make your journey hopefully a little bit easier anyway thank you so much I appreciate you and hope to see you next time